This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Yes, indeed, on Halloween. Happy Halloween. It is the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgating Show along with Herb Tyler, former LSU quarterback. I'm Christian Garrick. Our mortgage financial talk and text lines are open at 504-260-1870. LSU and Auburn, who you got? Do you think the Tigers, the good Tigers, the purple and gold Tigers, will beat those other Tigers. Yes. 504-260-1870. Also, in the spirit of Halloween, give me your favorite. Give us your favorite Halloween candy and your best costume, whether you're an adult or a kid. I know in New Orleans, in particular, Herb, it's, it's such an unfortunate thing that we're dealing with a pandemic along with just coming out of a hurricane. But normally this time of year on Halloween, this city is on fire because of Halloween. It's amazing how much New Orleanians love getting dressed up. But, yeah, it's um, you know, in 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 New Orleans, especially on Bourbon Street, everybody's already in costumes anyway, right? <laughs> so when you when you add in the mix of Halloween, it's one of those great things where you just see so many different creative people's mindset and thought process. It's just awesome. It's one, you know, in New Orleans, it's one of those. It's just a great melting point pot for all kinds of different. Uh, people from every, you know, everywhere, every walks of life, and it's uh, it's just interesting to see the different thought process and the creativity of everybody. I love it. I love it. Herb, do you think we're looking at a high scoring game today? Oh man, uh, on both sides, I don't think so. I think I think what what, what Jimmy said though was was really good as far as Gus Malzone Malzone is. He is really great at misdirection, uh, just really making you not really know where the ball is in a run game. Um, and that's something that you harped on today and, and mentioned and said that, you know, if our defense doesn't get better, it's going to be tough. And that, that is, that's the case, man. Um, they got – Auburn has one of the, the, the better running backs in college football, um, and he's doing a great job for them. And, 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 and so – the, I'm bringing all that up to say this: If they can run the ball like we think they can run the ball, um, I think Auburn can score some points. Well, I think we're going to score points. I think we're going to be somewhere around that 30, 40 point range. I just don't know if Auburn can 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 get to it if they go away from running the football. I think they can if they run the football. So hopefully, if we can stop the run, I think I think it'll be. A, a 31-24 game LSU, something like that, maybe 38-24 LSU, something some, along those lines is what I think. Um, and, uh, you know, it's just gonna, but it's going to be predicated on whether or not LSU can stop the run 
and, and particularly not let Auburn get to the outside, um, but also fill the gaps, like you said, be gap disciplined. Um, and then, and then if we can mix the run and pass really well as an offense on the LSU side, I think we can definitely score 31, 38 points, close to 40 points today. Herb, the LSU rushing rushing attack finally made its appearance last week, producing 276 yards and three touchdowns. Ty Price had his best game carrying the pigskin 22 times for 135 and a score. Do you think this running game is here to stay? It has to be. If, if not, I think that we're, we're – we, we've seen what we can do if we throw the ball 50 times a game, right, in the first three games. We throw the ball 50 times a game and we run the ball 20. We go one and two. That's not what we're looking for. We're looking to be as balanced as possible. Even when you go back from to last year, I think Joe Burrow threw the ball 30 to 36 times per game. He never went over 40, I don't believe, because it was so efficient, though. He would be 27 to 30 or 30 or 34 or something like that um, with, you know, 300-plus yards passing, and then three or four or five touchdowns, whatever it may be. But the reason why was because we could we were so efficient throwing the ball, plus we were really great in, in running the ball as well with Clyde. So I think that if we want to have that, that type of success moving forward, we have to do what we did. Now, we may not have to run the ball as many times as we did last year, I mean, last week. However, we do have to be balanced. Like I said, I think we'll take away about 10 carries from last week, add about 10 passes this week, and I think that's going to give us the balance we're looking for, somewhere around 30, 40, 30, 45, something like that. I think that's really what we're going to be. We're going to end up getting something like that. And if we can do that, we're going to be, a, look, on offense, if we can do that, I think we're going to get back to that, that you know, that, that the, where teams would fear us on offense. Herb, last week LSU gave up 403 yards to South Carolina, you would say, gosh, that's a lot. Yeah, it is. But they were good on third down. They were yeah. really good on third down. Um, yeah. Three of ten. 30%. Yeah. That's winning football, Herb. If they can get to that today, they're going to win. Yeah. I mentioned that last night with uh, Zach and, and Deuce. Um, the, the defense gave up. They were porous, and they gave up some yardage. But what they didn't do was they didn't give up. They, well, they got off the field on third downs. That, that was key. If you can get off the field on third downs, and then they made some turnovers, you know, things like that, some key plays. But you know as well as I know, um, you know, the, the object of the ball, the game is to get the ball out of the opponent's hands and get it into your hands so you can score points. And one of the key downs is, or the key down is third down, um, to be able to stop them from moving forward with the football and punt or whatever the situation may be. So, you know, I think that that's – and that's one of the things why, where I was saying earlier is I think we're making a turn. We're turning the corner. We're really, really making progress defensively. It may not look like it, uh, you know, to the – I guess like in, to the general public, but when you actually look at the numbers and dive into them and you kind of see what the numbers were before, uh, you know, it, the, the, that's that's a different case in that, in that matter, like with um, – um, you know, versus uh, Missouri, we gave up, I think, was like 25 first downs, I think. But uh, against U.S., uh, South Carolina, I think we gave up 17 or something like that. It was something crazy. But it, it was a huge difference. But but that's the difference in them scoring or them not scoring. And But it's also a difference in us getting the ball and having the opportunity to score and keep the ball uh, a little bit longer. The one thing that I failed to mention a few minutes ago, though, about the run game, when you brought that up was, 
the key to the run game as well is to be able to to control the clock. If you can run the football, the clock is running. You, you're you're you know you're taking time off the clock. You're shortening the game a little bit. And then if you're scoring on those drives, that really makes it difficult. It puts a lot of pressure on the other team, the opposing team, to score faster because they don't have as much time. So that's that's a key thing. And I think that if we can continue to run the football, we can we can really start winning in the 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 clock game. Our college football scoreboard is next here on the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgating Show on WWL. Taking a look around the college football scoreboard, all first quarter scores so far. Halfway through the first, Boston College and number one Clemson are tied. They are playing that game in Clemson. Number five, Georgia on top of Kentucky early, 7-0. Memphis and number seven, Cincinnati, the Bearcats are on top of the Memphis Tigers, 7 to nothing. also in the first quarter. Michigan State, Michigan, number 13. Michigan trails their in-state rival, the Spartans, 7-0. 16, Kansas State taking on West Virginia. They're up top, on top, I should say, 3-0 again in the first quarter. Coastal Carolina, 20th ranked Coastal Carolina. Herb, they are the what? Coastal Carolina, what did we learn last week? Uh, the Chanticleers. Chanticleers. Chanticleers, yes. It's a rooster. It's a rooster. They're on top of Georgia State, 7-0. 23rd-ranked Iowa State up 7-0 over Kansas. The Mad Hatter is still looking for his first win of the year. Number four, Notre Dame and Georgia Tech set to get underway at 2.30 along with LSU and Auburn, Indiana and Rutgers, Texas at Oklahoma State, Boise at Air Force later on this evening. Mississippi State and Alabama at 6 p.m. tonight. Number three, Ohio State and Penn State coming off their loss to Indiana last week at 6.30 tonight. Arkansas against number 8 Texas A&M at 6.30 tonight, along with Missouri taking on number 10 Florida. Navy and 22nd-ranked SMU at 6.30 as well. 15th-ranked North Carolina taking on Virginia on the road. Number 24th-ranked Oklahoma on the road at Texas Tech at 7 p.m. as well. Western Kentucky taking on 11th-ranked BYU. Number 9 Wisconsin and Nebraska was canceled. So at 9.15, Western Kentucky and BYU. Our mortgage financial talk and text lines are open at 504-260-1870. You can also text us at 504-260-1870. I'm just looking at 3-2 and two Texas and loving it, taking on Oklahoma State, who's ranked 6th in the country, 4-0. and Joe in Mandeville must be going crazy. His Longhorns are not doing well. And, yes, I'm going to take every petty opportunity to rub it in his face. And you have been the last five weeks. Or three weeks anyway, I say it like that. But look, Oklahoma State is a good team. Texas is okay, but Texas can go there and and win that game. They really can. I don't, I don't, I don't look. Tom Herman is coaching for his his job right now, I believe. And the dip, most difficult thing about this particular game, though, is that Oklahoma State is playing some really good football. So it's going to be tough for Texas, but they can go in there, they can win, they can shock Oklahoma State by coming out of there with a win. Herb, you can provide some unique insight here. We we talked about uh, true freshman T.J. Finley getting his first start yeah. as, a, as a true freshman. You went through that, but now your first start on the road. What's that like? Um, you know, it's uh, it's this this is a little bit different. There's not going to be many fans in the stands, right? Um, so you won't have that the challenge of of trying to navigate your way through. You know, people yelling and screaming the whole entire time. 
which <clears throat> Jordan Air Stadium is a, is one of the, the 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 better stadiums in the SEC in the country as well, as far as their fan base and how they really try to take over the game. Um, but it's going to be difficult for TJ. But at the end of the day, it's football, and I think TJ really uh, displayed that last week. His poise, his calmness, his understanding of the game, uh, him being relaxed, him being a leader, showing himself. Uh, showing his team that he is the guy that they can trust moving forward if need be. Um, and, I, and look, I think that the team rallied around him in such a way to where it really built his not only his confidence, but the team's confidence. So I think the team is going into this particular game with a confidence and a swagger that they didn't go into any game before this game uh, this year. Um, so I think, you know, it's going to be tough for him because it's, you know, it's just different. It's a road trip. You got to get on the bus, you got to get on the plane, fly to, to, to Auburn, Alabama, get off, and then do all of that stuff, go walk through at the stadium uh, on Friday, get a feel for the stadium, know where all your play clocks are and all that kind of stuff. And then, you know, you go whatever they're doing these days. I don't know if they're doing the movies or anything like that because of the COVID stuff. But, um, but you know, it's just a different routine than what it was last week at home. But, uh, once again, I just I just think one of the things that I've always commended Coach O on is, He's just always had a really knack, a good knack of of getting these guys prepared and making them understand the the severity of what's going on, but not getting them too high or too low. You know, Bo Nix is actually her uh, Auburn's quarterback early on struggled, but here lately has 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 improved his play. I just I just you know <laughs> I just I just I don't I don't know, man. I just don't. I don't know. He's you, got. He's you're not gotta, buying it. You're not buying better, it, man. Yeah, he's got to do better, man. I just, I just, I think that. I mean, he came out of high school. He was really one of the, you know, recruited as one of the, the better recruits coming out. But I just, I just don't see it, man. I, I don't see it. You know, I just, I have a, I have a, I just, I don't know. I'm just real leery that he's not as advertised uh, when it comes down to it. Because I've watched about five or six of his games, and. It was one game that he played really bad in, but he played great at the last, uh, I don't know, three or four minutes of the game, which I would think was against Oregon But last year. But ever since then, it's just like, you know, it's up and down, up and down, up and down. There's really no true good consistency. He doesn't seem to have a real good leadership quality. Um, but you know, but he's trying and I know he is and I don't know, you know, the, the, the nuances about the offense and whether or not they really, really uh work for his skill set. So maybe that's a part of it, but I just don't I just don't I don't see what I need to see to be really wild by him. I'll say that. Yeah, I, I get it. He's up and down. He's streaky uh as a quarterback. You know, one of the things that this maligned LSU defense doesn't get enough credit for, I don't think, is their ability to get after the passer because they can they can generate a pass oh, rush, yeah. and also their ability to generate turnovers. I mean, they, they're they're getting yeah. a lot of turnovers. Yeah, yeah, the turnover game is crazy right now. It's been that way though all season though. They've they've been causing t- turnovers, and that's been one of my keys to the the games pretty much all season. Is can we make can we create turnovers and and then you know score points from it? And we actually have been doing that. The problem is you know we. You know, you get about what eight series a game per per team or whatever it is, and we may we may get three turnovers, but the rest of the, the series are touchdowns. You know what I'm saying? You can't you can't do that. You have to still stop them and turn the ball over the more traditional way, which is by making them punt or you know go, if they go for it on fourth down and they turn the ball over like so. 
But um, I know the defense has done a great job of punching the ball out, creating interceptions, reacting to those balls when they're in the air and catching those interceptions, um, and, and, and putting pressure on the quarterback at the end of the day. These guys are playing phenomenal football when it comes to that. Now, like you said, we got to stop the run. We got to, you know, be gap sound. We've got to attack the football and we've got to make the plays when they do come our way as far as the actual tackles and not, you know, not allow, you know, missed tackles or broken tackles or anything like that. So, but ultimately if we can continue to turn the ball, uh, create turnovers like we're doing, those other things are going to come, and then that's going to really make this defense, like you said, especially in the future, is going to be really something special. Just be patient for this LSU defense in time. And I know it's hard when you're coming off a national championship uh, season for anybody to exercise patience, but if you've listened to me and Herb throughout this um, build-up to the LSU season, we've told you that this is going to be a defense that's in a kind of a work in progress, and maybe, just maybe, they're turning the corner a little bit given by their performance last week, and we could start to see some positivity surrounding that defense. But for me, Herb, I need to see those improvements week in and week out. Like, if they take a step back this week, I'm going to be really frustrated. Yeah, I don't – the only thing I see that's going to be challenging is going to be the run game, and particularly, once again, the, you know, the edge run game. If we can stop the edge run game and then make the guys uh, – make Auburn's rusher – um, turn the ball inside, and then we can fill those gaps with the linebackers or defensive linemen or even safeties and make those tackles and keep those guys under two yards of rush, I think we'll be fine. Um, I'll be surprised if Auburn can throw the football on us. I think they, you know, it's crazy, but I think they're going to try to. But if, you know, if, if they watch the, you know, the South Carolina game from last week or any other game this, this year, you know, we've really been struggling with that outside run game. So, but, you know, week in and week out, I think the guys are getting better. And I have seen a transformation. I, I do see more confidence. I do see a fact, uh, the fact that they, 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 they have this uh, edge about them and they want to get better. And I think they are getting better. It's just a matter of, you know, what, what kind of time is that going to take? And I think it's, it's going to be a week-to-week thing. Herb Tyler, former LSU quarterback. I'm Christian Garrick. Weigh in on our mortgage financial talk and text lines, 504 504- Two six zero one eight seventy. Where are you as an LSU fan with this LSU team? Have, have your expectations been curbed a little bit, and are you okay with that for this season? Are you rooting for the team that's trying to build and, and, and grow? Are you willing to sit through that season and watch them grow? Are your expectations still perhaps sky high? Mortgage financial talk and text lines are open at 504-260-1870. This is WWL. Herb Tyler, a.k.a. Herb Teasy. Former LSU quarterback, I'm Christian Garrick. Welcome back to the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgate and Show. It's LSU and Auburn today on the Plains. Tigers, uh, LSU Tigers trying to improve, and Auburn obviously trying to get the W at home. And uh, have you seen them, Herb? They use this big, I think he's about a 265, 275-pound yeah. tight end. They use them in yeah. wildcat formations. That's going to be pretty neat to see if you see that today. It is. It's always fun to see the big guys get a chance to do a little something with the football. You know what I'm saying? He's athletic, I too. I mean, he can move for a big guy. He's really athletic, actually. I mean, he's not only can he move for a big guy, but he is really uh, con- like he controls it really well. You know, I remember we used to we used to use Booger uh, McFarlane in that in, in somewhat of that role. We, we've handed the ball it all, handed the ball off to him a few times in the end zone, and then I threw a a pass. Uh, Jamie actually Howard threw a pass to him, 
And um, and I think it might have been the Auburn game. Maybe I think it was actually, or the Florida game in 1995. But you know, it's always fun to see the big guys get a little get a little love with the football, you know, in their hands. And uh, <laughs> and I just like it. I just always giggle and laugh when I see it. It's so funny. Herb, these two schools are. I mean, this is probably the biggest rival for LSU if you think about it. When you consider some of the historic moments, I know Alabama, I know Ole Miss, but I mean, there was the barn burner game, right? There was an earthquake game. I mean, so they've had some some big moments in this rivalry. Always, always. The one thing I think I've said, and I've, I've, I've mentioned this to you before in the past, but um, these teams seem to always be mirror images of each other for whatever reason, and I don't know why, but they look like the exact same team. And so you never know who's going to win the, the particular game or whatever, but you know the athletic ability, the 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 strength and conditioning, the size of the players, um, it, it just always seems to be exact mirror images of each other, and it just all goes down to it always comes down to coaching. Who's going to do the best coach in that particular game? And and you know the only time it was a little bit different it was when they had Leonard Fournette and Leonard was just running through him like it was crazy. I, I, it, I don't I don't know what happened with that particular deal, but. It's always fun to watch, um, you know, and and it's 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 one of those it's one of those games where I always circle on the calendar because I enjoy playing against them. They've always had really great talent on defense. Um, Takeo Spikes, Brad Ware, uh, Jason Bray. I mean, just different guys and you know, Jimmy Brumbaugh. Names you can just keep going on and on, but. Uh, it's just fun to watch. I, I enjoyed playing in that series. I think I was two and one in that series, one in '96, lost in '97, one in '98. Um, and uh, it just—it's one of those things where you know Auburn was uh, one of my choices that I wanted to go to, you know, go to school, but they didn't recruit me. So I always wanted to kind of, you know, let make them pay for it a little bit, if that makes sense. So I was wrong. He's a, actually a 300-pound tight end freshman, JJ Peaks. JJ Peaks, yeah. J.J. Peegs, yeah. I mean, 300-pound tight end. If you guys get a chance to see him, if Auburn unleashes that package today, and I'm talking to the fans here, you're going to marvel at his um, his ability and, and his athleticism and how, how fleet of foot he is for a guy that's 300 pounds. He moves her like a guy that's in his you know, 240 range. Yeah, I've seen him, man. He looks good. He looks good. Doesn't look 300-some-odd pounds. But he, because of the way that he moves, and he's exciting to watch as well too. He's not just a uh, just a, a big rumbly guy he either. He's a uh, he can move around or he can move side to side a little bit, and uh, and he's having fun out there. And that's you know that's the key to the game. It's it's the, the key is to implement a way to to get guys uh, to really take them to another level of enjoying the game and not just making it some you know this 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 this, this just this repetitive thing that you have to do. And that's that's something that you got to tip your your hat to the Gus Malzone for for doing that and putting these guys in that situation. He's Herb. I'm Christian. Our mortgage financial talking text lines are open at five zero four two six zero one eight seventy. LSU and Auburn today. It's going to be a good one in Auburn on the plains. And the last four games have come down to one possession or less for the winner, Herb. Yeah, and that's what it's always going to be. Knicks can do that, and I think that. If you know, as, as long as we can control the run game once again, I think we'll be fine. Now, the addition of Trey Palmer in the the, the return game, if if we can, he can make another splash somewhere 
um, in that, or even Derrick Stingley Jr. returning a punt return back or something like that. That that would be key too, and that that helps a lot and to 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 you know to to get the game away from a one the final you know whoever has the ball in the hands the last minute is going to win. Um, I think that we're going to run the ball really well today as well. So I think we'll be fine, man. I think I think we I think this game I think we'll have a ten point to ten to seventeen point win. You know that, and that's that's depending upon how many you know points that we we score. Obviously, <laughs> uh oh, Boston College is leading number one Clemson near the end of the first quarter, fourteen to seven. Trevor Lawrence yeah, is out. Well, I'm being know, told. Yeah, Trevor Lawrence that's is right. out. He's that's out. right. He got the COVID, right? Um, he was tested positive on Wednesday with COVID. So now they have a true freshman. Uh, he's a, a nine star or something. <laughs> DJ, I can't, I don't know how to pronounce his last name, but he looked pretty good the other day when he came in. Um, when Clemson was up by a sixty, I think it was against Georgia Tech. Um, but look, this is tough. He's going to Boston. He's playing at Boston College. They're, they're playing in Clemson, but they're playing Boston College, and this is the first start for him. Um, and it's one of those things: is are they allowing him to grow into who he's going to be, or are they just you know, doing the same things that they would do if Trevor Lawrence was in the game. So I, I don't know. We don't know. Not watching it. And look, college football—they um, don't care. They, they, the, the show must go on. They're, they're not going to. They're not going to feel sorry for you. You got. You lost your, your the number one pick in the draft, arguably the best quarterback in the country. Um, they yeah. don't care. They're going to keep playing. It's just uh, it's part of the the COVID nineteen pandemic of twenty twenty. It's just the way it is. Just the way it is, and you know, my wife asked me the other day, "Well, what are they, what are they going to do? Are they going to cancel the game?" Because I said, "No, it's just one player." I said, "If there was multiple outbreaks, then maybe they would reschedule, cancel, kind of like what they did LSU or uh, Florida." I said, "But this is just the same thing as Miles Brennan getting hurt, right? And then you have to bring in T.J. Finley or, or Max Johnson, whatever, whoever you're bringing in." Um, it's just you got to be ready. This is the next man up, and that's just always been the thing with college football. Uh, is you know, is do you have a viable backup that can come in and play? That's one, been one of the most difficult things, and and because they're kids, and you know, you don't know how they're going to react to the, the the spotlight or to the, the 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 speed of the game, the you know, all the different nuances that big up time major college football brings. Yeah, fortunately, this case is playing out for LSU. Unfortunately, I should say, Miles Brennan's not dealing with COVID, but LSU's got a pretty competent backup quarterback, two backup quarterbacks. So I think I think um, Max Johnson uh, can play too. So LSU's in a in really good position uh, if Miles Brennan were to miss another game or if something else happens where you know, the, the pandemic becomes a factor with LSU's program. You, you know, it's it's been a while. This is one thing that I've I've kind of it's been kind of bugging me a little bit, but at the end of the day, I understand how it works, right? So I think the past three or four starting quarterbacks at LSU were transfers, um, and now we actually have all recruited quarterbacks on the squad right now that are that are playing. You know, from Miles Brennan, TJ, and uh, and 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 um, Max Johnson. So you, it's very refreshing to see that we actually recruited these guys from high school and that they chose to come here and that they're also doing well. 
that's really, really refreshing for me because before it was like we'd recruit somebody and they would come in and they wouldn't play as well as we anticipated. And so we would go out and we'd go get a transfer and then that transfer would, would start and then it would play two years or whatever the, the, the situation was. But now we're actually doing a, a, a little bit better job of recruiting the actual guys that are going to come in and play for us from high school. And I really like that. I, I, I think that's, that's something that actually helps you in the recruiting moving forward because now the recruits can see, hey, they're not just using, you know, transferred guys. They're actually playing the guys that they actually recruited. So I'm going to take a look to go to LSU. And it's, it's starting to work, and I, I, I it's refreshing for me. Heard for a long time. LSU was falling behind in the quarterback races just because they had a very unimaginative offense. And also, mm-hmm. uh, LSU didn't show the history of being able to pro- procure the quarterback talent and develop it. It's one thing to get yeah. it, but to be able to yeah. develop it. And I think that now resonates with these uh, these recruits as they saw the development of Joe Burrow. They're seeing the development of Miles Brennan. They're seeing the development of T.J. Finley. So there's a track record here now that LSU – can viably point to and say, hey, look, not only can we get really good quarterbacks, but we can also develop them. Not only developing them, but they're actually playing at a high level, and they're really, really consistent. And that's the that's the thing about it. I mean, you can develop a guy, uh, and, and, and they're developing them early, too, faster now, not over the course of three or four years. Um, but th- th- that's absolutely exactly correct, Tristan. You're right. You're right on the, on the money with that. It's 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 been a while since we've been able to say that we can try out a quarterback that has a ton of confidence that that can just rip a defense apart, um, and they're doing that now. And not just doing that, they're actually they have multiple of them in the quarterback room. Man, that's been such a a, a pleasure to see. That's been something that we've been begging to see. Um, I mean, we just I mean, you know, it's, it's just something that we. We we asked the Mad Hatter to do, but he just would not do it for whatever reason. And now Coach O is doing that, and now we have the potential to be great every year. I think, especially on offense, um, every year when you have that uh, quarterback room that's filled with some guys that are that are really talented, but also get along together and that are looking to be great themselves. So it's it's a wonderful feeling. And if you look at the the track record, if you extrapolate it out, Herb. It could get even better with Joe Burrow being the Heisman Trophy winner, the number one overall pick. I would like to think that Miles Brennan is going to get a look in the NFL. And whether he gets drafted number one overall or first-round draft pick, I think a lot is going to be determined. You know, he's in his first year of starting. Who knows? I mean, same thing for Joe Burrow. When he started his first year, uh, you know, people had him as a fifth-round pick. Uh, so the point being, though, is that if you start establishing yourself as a, as a program that consistently puts quarterbacks – in the National Football League, that's attractive as well to recruits. Well, here's the thing: it's not. And, and look, Joe, Joe Joe Burrow has proven in college football that he was the best. He's now playing in Cincinnati, and he's instantly turned that offense into a better offense. He's playing really great football now. It's not always turning into wins, but they're on the cusp of winning each game. They're right there in each game, and that itself is, okay, not only are they developing quarterbacks at LSU, but they're actually developing quarterbacks that can play at the next level, at a high level. And that's the thing that's really going to be driving these recruits uh, or, or kind of funneling them to LSU, I hope. Just because I think you're right, Miles Brennan will get a shot. I mean, look, at the end of the day, if Miles, was, if Miles had played last week and then he was playing again this week, uh, he'd still be ranked up there with 
you know, with the top quarterbacks in the country. His numbers show everything. His 11 touchdowns to three interceptions is 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 phenomenal in my opinion. Now you continue that rate, he's you know he's he would have been on the same path as Joe Burrow as far as touchdown to interception ratio, as well as yardage I think too because he was right at 1100 yards, a little bit over 1100 yards. So he was really one of the top quarterbacks in the country. It's crazy because the first the first week everyone was upset at him because we lost, but we didn't lose because of him. We lost because we didn't play any defense. We gave up 600 yards passing. Uh, to Mississippi State, who has not won a game since, um, and then you know, you know, and then you, you know, you, you, everything that Miles Brennan has done thus far does not warrant him not having an opportunity to play in the NFL. Now, you know, size-wise and all of that stuff, we'll see what the NFL scouts think about that. But at the end of the day, I think they're moving away from um, um, taking those things into serious consideration especially when they're playing on a high level like now, you know. I just really think that the NFL is going to give him a shot. And I think that he can do well if he continues to maturate and grow within this offense that we're playing this year, uh, that he's playing in this year. And then if he can get healthy, I think he'll be fine. Herb Tyler, former LSU quarterback. I'm Christian Garrick. This is the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgating Show here on WWL. I'm disappointed on a number of levels. But more importantly, because we can't do this show face to face, Herb and I, because of the pandemic. In particular, during that show is usually I mean, during that song is when Herb starts to get a little jiggle to him. He starts to start starts dancing a little bit. So I can't you know, see I that. Start pulling up my Chris Brown on him on that one. You know that little Michael Jackson, yeah, yeah. little James Brown, yeah, yeah. little Wilson Pickett, little Jackie Wilson. Come on, you want me to keep going or what? <laughs> Well, I just miss seeing you just, you know, do a little jiggle during whenever we're coming back from these breaks, and obviously yeah. we can't do that. No, well, we can. We can. I tell you what, we'll start zooming in. How about that? Do a zoom call. Yeah, we yeah we do some FaceTiming, and I can see the little yeah. jiggle from Herb as we uh, as we get in and out of breaks. Certainly miss being next to the guy, but still the next best thing is having him on the line with us. And he is Herb Definitely. Tyler, former LSU quarterback. I'm Christian Garrick. This is the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgating Show, getting you set for LSU and Auburn today at 2.30 between the LSU Tigers and the Auburn Tigers slash War Eagle slash Plainsman. I don't know what else to call them. I'm sure they got another nickname or mascot or what have you. By the way, LSU's Tiger mascot is way better than Auburn's. Oh, way yeah, better. Yeah. Yeah, I, don't, I agree. The Auburn Tiger looks drunk. He just does. He looks <laughs> Yeah, he looks drunk. All right, this is – I might have got myself in trouble there, but whatever. It's the uh, Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgating Show here on WWL. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Nerds. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Get your head in the financial game with smart investing and budgeting tips straight from the nerds. NerdWallet's experts will set future you up for success with dependable fact-based insights. No financial misinformation allowed. Learn how to save on your summer vacation. Find your next credit card or loan for a big purchase and invest in your next index fund. Make smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. 